Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, COVID-19 series. On April 21st, 2020, live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, even in the toughest times during this COVID-19 pandemic. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the City of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. And you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. This is an ongoing series on Tuesday mornings to bring the most relevant and impactful information to you every week with a special emphasis on the COVID-19 pandemic as it relates to your life and your business in the South Bay and Manhattan Beach in particular. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I I am well. You know what? I'm well. I'm in my office. Doors locked. Sun is out. People are moving around fully masked. And uh, life is moving. It's, you know, it's not moving as we all know it, but uh, we're all still here and I'm still breathing and I'm healthy and I'm grateful for that. We are. We should be grateful for those things that we have. Uh, not and not uh, just completely, you know, talk about only those things we don't have. And also, the world is opening. It's not just here in the U.S. where we're having this debate about when to open, but everyone is struggling to get on with life, and we have to. We have to get on with life, don't we? We do. We have to, you know, pick up, uh, look up, pick up, and find a way to uh, move forward and learn and navigate, you know, uncharted waters. I mean, for many people, you know, reopening isn't, uh, I don't think anybody is going to be able to reopen uh, the way they were Mm -hmm. doing operating before. You know, there's new rules of engagement. Um, There's new, you know, there's fears. There's social um, distancing that's not even required that people are just going to want, you know, to, um, take part of so, um, yeah, and the only thing, the only saving grace I think is that we truly are all in this together. That's always kind of a cliche little statement, but I think this time it is very <laughs> ap- applicable. Um, we truly are all in this together. So, um, right, right. You know, here we are, week five or six. I lose track. Um, it's funny how people lose track of days. They're like, "What is today? What time?" You know, um, it is. It is crazy. It's overwhelming at times too but right. um right you know we're doing our best uh and the show um on tuesday the extra show is bringing a lot of great information and resources to people and um mm-hmm. you know we can be a part of the uh solution or or not and yeah. i look at it as we're one day closer you know to the end of this craziness or to the beginning of the next chapter you know we're moving one day closer right. one day closer so one step at a time do you have any special uh, announcements for uh, members or the general business public? 
Sure. Um, I do. I have a couple things I just want to announce and a couple of things I want to address. Um, you know, I always tend to share with you kind of also what's dominating um, uh, the phone calls and the email inquiries at the Chamber of Commerce. And of course, uh, the leaderboard <laughs> is leading with the Paytech Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. Um, and as we all know, that program, you know, has, is full and it was kind of, it was cut off last week, but uh, most likely in the next day or so, there will be more funding um, put into that program. And we are encouraging everybody, and this, these words come from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the Small Business Associate Administration, um, we are encouraging everybody to follow up with your lender if you have submitted your loan application for the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program, um, and find out what step it is in. Um, if it's still in the lender's hand or if they were able to send it over to the SBA um, and whether or not the SBA has sent it back with approval to the lender to fund. Those are really important questions. And if your um, lending institution tells you that it's under review, you need to ask by whom. Is it under review by the lending institution or is it under review by SBA? Because that will tell you kind of where you are in this process. And if you have not applied, we are encouraging people to apply immediately because there will be more funds um, going into that program. Um, and if you already have applied, do not um, allow your lender to close out your pro your application. Um, keep it ask to keep it in the system, and then as soon as that gate is lifted with more funding, and hopefully they can push it through. So very. Very important, and of course, if anybody has any questions, they can call us here at the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce or um, call the South Bay um, Development Center. We had Larry Johnson on a few weeks ago, but it's super important to understand that process and to not and to push your lender, um, not give up on that process. Right. Um, the other thing, uh, we all know mass facial coverings, as they're now called, um, are required you know, to be worn in public when you're in public places and in stores and what have you. Um, our city council is going to be considering tomorrow the reopening of one of our parks, not all of them. They want to make sure that the public can handle themselves appropriately with social distancing and masking and wearing those facial coverings, and they want to make sure um, you know, city staff can also handle it appropriately. So um, we'll see if they do, in fact, decide to do that. I think they would like to, and then slowly open up more parks. And then down the road, and I say down the road, okay, I think it is down the road, um, consider opening the beach or the strand or, or both. Um, obviously, that will happen in time, but uh, and it's going to be a nice weekend, but we've got to do one step at a time because none of us want to relapse. And so with right. that being said, um, if you don't have a facial covering, a.k.a. a mask, um, it is time to get one because that's going to be needed now more than ever. Um, as we start navigating and things start to reopen up, it's going to be super important to protect yourself and others around you. Um, tomorrow, will the chamber will be launching um, a new portal on our website where to find facial coverings and masks in the city of Manhattan Beach. Some are free resources, some are paid resources, some are fancy masks, <laughs> some are funny masks. Yeah. You know, the mask, I say the mask is the new grocery, reusable grocery bag. Everybody needs them. Uh, we're all resisting it at first, and in another month or two, we're all going to have about 10 of them, just like we have grocery bags. We have 20 <laughs> grocery bags, right, in our cars now. So uh, we'll be launching what's called Mask Up MB, as in Mask Up Manhattan Beach, and we'll be sharing with everybody where, um, if you don't already know, where to access um, those um, facial coverings otherwise known as masks. So that's very important. And let's see what else. Um, still, um, we're getting a lot of inquiries on how to continue to feed the front line and contribute to those causes. Um, there are two different sources um, that are the, the kind of uh, the mainstream ones in Manhattan Beach. One is called Feed Our Heroes LA, and that's a GoFundMe page um, called Feed Our Heroes LA. The food is made by the Arthur J. 
Tin Roof Bistro in Simsies. Um, those lunches are uh, delivered and donated to Harbor UCLA and Marine Del Rey Hospitals. And then the other one is called Downtown Manhattan Beach Feed the Heroes. That can be found on the Downtown Manhattan Beach um, forward slash donate page. And um, the restaurants involved with that are Homey, Petro's, Rice, and the Kettle. Um, that food, those lunches are delivered to Torrance Memorial Medical Center and to Little Company of Mary. And um, both of those funds have um, raised and served over $150,000 in food in the last five weeks. Uh, phenomenal effort. Um, obviously, it helps feed the, yeah, it feeds the front line, but it also um, keeps um, the restaurant workers you know, employed and working. Right. And right. Um, right. I can tell you that the hospitals really appreciate it from all the different movements. It's not just Manhattan Beach doing this. There's, there's so many um, different people stepping up. Um, I was speaking with um, uh, somebody from Paragon Group, and they are—they've been purchasing breakfast um, for some of the first responders, um, purchasing coffee, like kind of an open tab at Pete's Coffee, um, on different days. And there, there's so many stories like that. But um, we right. can't forget the morale at these hospitals and medical facilities is um, it goes up and down, just like our morale goes up and down. You know, this is challenging times for mm -hmm. all of us, and the more we can help mm -hmm. um, to feed these people and keep them, you know, uh, on the job, you know, in that facility and not having to worry about, you know, finding food and going out, um, the better job they can continue to serve and sustain that mm -hmm. level of, um, gosh, of, you know, heroic activity because, uh, we all feel like we're kind of on the treadmill and and running a you know a marathon. Those the front lines run in a triathlon, and they have been for the last mm -hmm. five or six weeks. So we got to keep them going. So very important causes right. um, to keep going. And as far as any events go, uh, the only event I have on my calendar is coming up in a couple of weeks: a blood drive on May fifth at on May fifth. As you know, blood and plasma donations um, has really dipped over this time and. Manhattan Beach Toyota, uh, along with the American Red Cross and the Bloodmobile, will be hosting a blood drive on May 5th. Um, so um, I will hopefully have more events, which most of them are online virtual events, to share on Friday. But that is it. Um, that's it for right now. How about in your world? That's, What's that's happening? That's a good list. <laughs> there you go. I always world. have something to share. <laughs> I, I, I am a, a software engineer and a cryptocurrency consultant and uh, the financial markets are absolutely insane right now. Mm -hmm. It's just not, uh, you know, with oil being negative $34 yesterday. I mean, literally, actually, not figuratively, but actually oil producers are asking uh, distributors and other, other purchasers of oil to come and get it and they will pay you to come and get it. It's it's unbelievable. Um, the oil industry around the world has been designed and, and instrumented to produce such vast quantities of oil. When demand drops this precipitously, infrastructure is incapable of turning it off. The, the, there is such uh, a, a spigot of oil around the world being, um, you know, it, it, it's I don't know, 70, 80, 90 years of production, that um, it's impossible to turn it off. And when the demand has dropped, as it has 40, 50, 60, 70 percent in some cases, um, it's impossible to turn that off. And, uh, you know, well, in that vein, though, I have to ask you a tough question, Kelly. Okay. This is a time... Is a, this is a challenging time for the chamber. You and the chamber provide such great resources, but you also have a paid constituency. You have members who are financially supporting the chamber, and yet you are serving everyone. It, I know you've never turned a business owner away, member or not, but there have to be limits and there have to be things that you provide for members that you cannot, simply cannot provide for non-members. That must be tough. 
It is tough, um, and I struggle with it. Um, you know, daily, we want to serve everyone. We want to help, um, you know, uh, help get a grip on what I call the business triage <laughs> right now. Um, as a human, you know, I want to extend a hand and help pull people up. Um, but we also are a chamber of commerce, and we also need to um, take care of our paid membership and uh, make sure they feel they're receiving the value for their membership. And um, we certainly have done um, countless, you know, outreach to our members. We're sharing resources. We're sharing programs. We're sharing guidance on the loan programs and other grants that come available. Um, but, you know, we get – I've had more – inquiries, um, phone calls, and uh, requests for help on all different levels, not just financial, in the last five weeks. It is daunting, and uh, we are continuing to navigate it just like anybody else. There's no rule book, and um, if we can help people and make a difference, um, it it brightens our day. We actually have a few few members join the chamber because they see what we're doing. Um, They like our communication. Uh, I was told yesterday that um, you know our newsletter in eblast, particularly regarding the paycheck, I can't say that today. Paycheck Protection <laughs> Program (PPP) um, has PPP. helped them to apply for that process and get through. We really have broken it down, so we're trying, and uh, we're here. We're trying to help everybody, and we're open to anybody calling us, um, and we're trying to share as many resources as possible. But we also right. are focused on making sure our members, um, you know, we're helping them out right. too. So it's it's a constant struggle and a constant pull. That's for sure. Right. right. So there's a balance. There's the health challenges, and, and you know, we're going to do Mask Up MB. Uh, we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to focus on health challenges. We're going to focus on financial challenges uh, with the PPP program and, and unemployment and, and other programs that are available. And then there's the psychological challenges, uh, Kelly. Do we know anyone that can help us with that? <laughs> yes, I am so happy to have our guests this morning because I think we're all trying to survive right now and just go, go, go. And um, many of us, including myself, you know, are guilty of not stopping and necessarily taking care of ourselves. And we have moments that are completely overwhelming and stressful. And uh, we have a returning guest on this morning. Shall I introduce her? Yes. All right. Please. Okay, I'm so pleased to have our returning guest, Jen Endicott. Uh, Jen is a professional coach who helps individuals set and achieve personal and professional goals. She also works with companies on increasing effective communication, team building, and improvement of workplace culture. Using her training in cognitive therapy, she teaches people to challenge negative thought patterns. She is an unwavering optimist, a believer in people, and the ultimate cheerleader for others. Jen received her undergraduate degree from Auburn University and went on to achieve her master's in counseling psychology at University of Alabama at Birmingham. From the moment she took her first psychology class as an undergrad, she knew what her life's work was going to be. Her journey as a young therapist transitioned to being a full-time mom, moving her family across the country, rebuilding life after divorce, experiencing grief through the death of loved ones, uh, rebuilding herself outside of a mom role, and reentering the work world as a professional coach. She can honestly say she has experienced a lot. Jen is an impact artist and will discuss with us today how to challenge your thinking during this very anomalous time of the COVID-19 world pandemic. As the world continues to be in crisis, we all search for ways to respond. The situation is very real, but just like everything else in life, we have an individual choice on how to respond. Logic tells us that panic will not solve everything um, or anything. (laughs) So what can we really do? Uh, Our guest, Jen, will talk about how to challenge your thinking and not live with false beliefs how your thoughts create your feelings, which can lead to your individual results. Um, It is great pleasure um, to welcome Jen Endicott back to the show. Good morning, Jen. Hi. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for the introduction, and I'm very happy to be here today. Um, We have a lot to talk about. (laughs) 
We do, we do. Um, I'm I'm most interested in um, Jen when when we I, I I love in every interview trying to set the the stage in terms of uh, parameters. Uh, and this is when when we hear this term unprecedented um, in the days in the future, years into the future, um, this time, this year into next year, will this word unprecedented will be repeated over and over and over again. Often um, in the news, we refer to the 1917-1918 pandemic, uh, you know, 50 plus million people died around the world. But at that time, psychology, uh, psychiatry was at its infancy. Um, the, the idea of, you know, helping people on this level was just becoming, it was hardly a science yet. Just talk about that in terms of what kind of help is available for people today. Well, I think the mindset and the the way the mind works is people understand it way more than they did back then. It's becoming um, extremely important of how we view situations and how we move through the world and how we handle things in just normal everyday life. And our current situation, quote unquote, the new normal, is beyond, as you said, anything that we've ever had to experience as a culture, as the country, as, you know, the world. And we can mm. use what we know when it comes to managing the mind. Because um, you think about the mind, you think about the current situation. When it first started happening, first it was disbelief. Um, this can't be happening. This isn't going to affect me. You know, uh, um, we'll be fine. I'm not old. I'm not sick, so we'll be fine. But I think the longer that it has gone along, um, the fear started hitting everybody. I know it did us as well. When you started to grasp Mm -hmm. the reality of how large this thing really is, um, I think it started to create a lot of fear and anxiety and depression within people um, because it's so uncertain. There's nothing that we've dealt with like this before. And when it comes to the psychology of the mind, um, knowing how that the way you think about things makes you feel about things, if you can connect the dots between what I am thinking in my mind um, actually creates what I'm doing in the world or how I'm feeling in the world, if you can um, connect those two dots and understand that that is ultimately the main thing that's important for you and how to get through this without being completely um, depressed and, and just um, fearful. I think it's a, it's a plus for everybody. And so that's really what I like to do with anybody that I talk to is connect whatever is going on in your mind is going to come out in your results in your world or how you think and move through the world. So it's, then Mm -hmm. you have to deal with how to help people not get overwhelmed, not get uh, overly fearful and how to deal with it in a more practical way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, we talk about, um, you know, the, the everyday life, and we're going to talk about more mm-hmm. how people who are living everyday lives, they have normal jobs, uh, they may be essential workers, or they may have their own business, and they're, they're struggling with the the, the simple things of do I help or try to keep my employees employed and things like that. But then there's the healthcare workers who are dealing with a whole nother level of, of stress. Um, Not just the stress of keeping themselves healthy, but um, the stress of people in literally life and death scenarios where no one really has had experience with this. These, these um, people must be going through such psychological trauma, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, I think when I think about the people who are dealing with it, literally in the hospitals, the doctors and the nurses and all of the workers that are on the front lines, I think of it very much as almost like a wartime. 
So you have, mm. you know, post-traumatic stress that's going to be happening because it is so much that they are taking in every day and you get overwhelmed the minute you walk in the door. So I think their reality is, um, one, I commend them because it is amazing that they are willing to do that and put themselves at risk for helping. Um, And I think they have to have a good support system. And that is something that all of us need to get through this in any way um, that may be productive is we have to have support systems in place in our lives. And especially with the doctors and the nurses, they have to have um, outlets for their for the loss and the grief and the anger. I think I saw one news story the other day that had a doctor, you know, said during a normal course in the ER, you know, you may have may have one death on your shift. She said, today I had 10. And, and that was just in one of her shifts. And then it keeps building. And that kind of grief and loss that, that they're dealing with is huge. Um, so I think they definitely have to have support outside. They have to have somebody that's going to listen to them and let them grieve, let them cry to get it out. Because that's the thing with all of our emotions is that if we keep them in, they do not serve us. Um, you have to get them out and deal with them so you can move forward. So. I think what's important to um, remember, you know, for all of us, but to, uh, also like for people on the front line, is uh, not only are they fe- uh, facing extreme conditions, you know, at work and experiencing more death of more patients, um, and and just very very sad, unfortunate situations, is they also are separated from their family probably at this point too. I know a lot of you know physicians, uh, not even physicians, but you know medical frontline workers, um, have. Um, chosen to, you know, isolate either at home or quarantine when they go at home, or there's many, in many cases, a lot of them are staying in local hotels, um, you know, A, to um, isolate so they don't uh, infect possibly their family if they're going home, um, but also to be, you know, close to the medical facility that they work at. So not only are they dealing with extreme um you know, very heavy pace at, at work, but they're also um, isolated from their loved ones. And, um, and you know, perhaps they have um, family, you know, at home or maybe their spouse or whatever, you know, has lost their job. So there's all these factors, and all of us are going through this. It's not just the front line. You know, we're all feeling these, you know, highs and lows. It's like a roller coaster. And, um I think when we're on the front line, we take in more information from other people too. It's it's tough. It's, I mean, I know I have times when, you know, I have I I'm overwhelmed by some of the phone calls I get, um, the enormity of trying to help, um, you know, not just businesses, but we have a lot of residents calling about different issues, and um, sorry, there's a siren going by my office. I apologize, um, but. No, um, no. It's, um, I have, you know, days or sometimes I'm on all these uh, conference calls between all the different levels of local, regional, and U.S. chamber, and I hear things, and all of a sudden I have these moments where I'm just feeling like, you know, I feel overwhelmed, and I have to get up and walk away. I have to, you know, get my mask and go for a walk around the block, which is, I just want to go to the, you know, sometimes I'll, I would, I'll walk down the ocean, but I can't even go there hardly, you know. So um, we're feeling confined, too. And, you know, somebody, yeah. I, I was having a conversation Friday night uh, with a business owner. She's just about business, let alone, but, like, how this is the first time, really, that, you know, particularly Americans, I mean, we're having things taken away from us. And everyday niceties and and pleasures and things that, you know, freedoms that we can't have and we can't do or exercise with those things. And, um, I mean, Jen, from your standpoint, there's just, Mm -hmm. I think, so many different buckets of, um, you know, loss or grief or stress or whatever coming right. at individual. It's it's it is unprecedented. It's 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 um, very very uh, interesting times for us. Yeah, absolutely. I I do like that. We are definitely not used to not getting what we want. Being uh, living in America, that's for sure. And I will say, with my own family, so I've got three 
um, young adults in my house, as well as my husband and three dogs. And the first couple of weeks, we were all sort of fighting against the whole process. You know, everybody was like, "Eh, why can't I? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? But then I feel like week number three, we started easing into it a little bit more and just accepting this is the new normal for right this minute. Um, And because all of this is coming at all of us in so many different levels, like you pointed out, the way to handle it is that you have to do, you have to prioritize what is important for you. You have to manage your emotions to the best of your ability. As you said, when you get overwhelmed, you put on the mask and take a walk, which we are fortunate that we can walk around here um, and go out in our yard. I think finding things that allow you to take a moment or a breath or a timeout are very important, whether it's meditating. Um, I I have to say I, I love all of the online exercise classes now. Everybody seems to have them, and you can pick and choose. Um, I think trying to prioritize your mental health and your physical health is a must, and it's difficult to focus on sometimes. Even for me, staying motivated during this time when you get up and you're still in the same house and it's still the same stuff you're looking at that you have (laughs) to do, and it's nothing exciting, you know, it's nothing different. Um, It can be very draining which is amazing like you you're doing nothing but you're more tired like how does that even happen um but one thing that i have done personally for myself is to challenge myself um every week to do something that i've said in the past that i have not had time to do because that's a big thing when life was normal we always said i don't have time for that i don't have time for that so one of the positives, which when I am talking to my clients, I do, to, do try to pull out what is something positive that you can find in this current situation, because there are some positives. It's not all doom and gloom, even though it feels like it, and there's a lot to deal with. There are some positives. You know, some of the positives for some of my clients are definitely um, having a more connection with their family. Their kids that have been away are now at the house, and it's a real bonding time. Um, and to have that time is precious because usually we don't. Mm-hmm. For me, I mm-hmm. started doing a, an online course in positive psychology because it's something that I'm really interested in doing in positive education. Um, and it's something that I normally would not have done. And it's a free course. There's no reason for me not to do it. And it's great information. And I'm learning a lot. So for me to stay motivated, besides the clients that I have, I have to challenge myself every week. And it's, it's a challenge. Like I have to force myself and say, you're going to work, you're going to do your schoolwork, you know, two hours a day, five days a week. So I think challenging ourselves to do something different is, is important as well. Oh, I challenged myself to start doing yoga again via Yoga Loft. I know I talked yes. about this last <laughs> week. And, you know, yes. on, I think it was Saturday morning I took mm-hmm. another class in you know, did a full-on face plant in crow pose. <laughs> but, um, you know, but you can do that. You're at home, right? Um, yeah. And, yeah. And actually, the uh, the instructor did, too, uh, and she's been doing it for decades, you know, but it happens, you know, but, and then you got to laugh right. at yourself, right? Um, but Absolutely. I even, you know, like I had an early morning meeting this morning, and I'm like, I've, you know, got to get up and not just walk the dog, but I, you know, I need to take that 15 or 20 minutes to do some deep breathing and stretch and do a little, just at the beginning of the day, cause I knew it was going to be another fast and furious paced day. And I, so I've just challenged myself to, you know, start every morning. Um, and if I have to get up a little bit earlier, you know, to get that, um, extra, whatever mindset movement in before I start my day. I I know every day. The one thing I do know right now is every day has been crazy for me, you know, and very challenging and demanding. And so, okay, so I'm taking control of my life and I'm going, I'm going to start each day, you know, if it's an hour or an hour and a half, that's fantastic. But if I only have, you know, 45 minutes because it's an early morning (laughs) situation, then I'm going to at least get that in. I'm not going to just go, oh, I'm just going to lay in bed for another half hour. I'm going to get up and, and do something 
something for myself um, because I know right. the rest of the day is going to get hijacked. <laughs> so, um, right. But that's, that's good. But that's good that you can do that because it is the, the, the pull to stay in bed another 30 minutes is strong. <laughs> so it, it is a challenge to make it, you know, um, it is definitely strong to, to binge watch that series. You know, it's, it's definitely difficult to push yourself out of that. Um, but I think also necessary. Uh, as part of just taking care of ourselves during this time. Um, Jen, how are, let's, let's shift gears a little bit, you know, um, let's talk about, I want to hear about impact artists and the whole program that you're involved in, because I'm also thinking, you know, there's people who are at home who have been furloughed, who are maybe not going to be able to return to their job. It's not going to be there. Um, you know, how are people reinventing themselves? How can people change their mindset? And, and like you mentioned earlier, utilize the time that some people have right now and really make an impact on themselves. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, the impact artist is um, what we call our coaches because I work with this company called Coaching by Zen. And the impact artists are the coaches. And they call us impact artists because we make an impact in the lives of others. And they kind of say it, excuse me, beautifully. Um, We help people create the art in their life, which is where the artist came from. And whether that art is personal growth, business opportunities, nutrition, better health, um, whatever somebody wants to create in their lives, Um, We help them with their canvas and help them create by giving them the tools they need to create this within their own lives. So it's basically just being a really good coach and leading people to a higher, a higher way of living, their higher purpose, their higher place in life. Um, But reinventing yourself, I think this is a great time to see it. And it kind of goes back to when, I was talking about finding the positives and all of the negatives, which is important. And for the people, because it is extremely fearful when you may not have money coming in to support your family. I mean, that doesn't go away. Like, that's a very real fear for a lot of people out there. Um, But I would suggest find something positive in this time before, you know, if that is your outcome right now, if you're going to have to, to start reinventing yourself as a business person or what you're going to do in life, right this minute you have another two to four weeks, maybe even longer, to study up on skills, look at different professions, look at is there something that you've always wanted to do for a living and you didn't have um, the skills necessary to do it, you know, that may be an option for some people to learn the skills right now. And, and by the time we get out of quarantine, maybe there's a way to go into something differently. Um, But it's all about the stories that we tell ourselves to find the positive. It's like, what narratives are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that um, I'm never going to get another job. I'm never going to be able to support my family. There's nothing else out there for me. There's nothing I can do. If it's all of this negative, this negative storyline, then that's, that's what's going to happen in your life. Um, but if you can try to reframe that to maybe I can look into getting my real estate license because I've always wanted to do that and I've, never, and I've always been afraid to take that leap. Um, maybe I could uh, do some classes online and, you know, finish off my teaching degree or go for my teaching certification. Whatever it is, there are ways to work towards it. And I think now is that is one of the positives is that you're, you're allowed the time to work towards something that maybe you wouldn't have had to in the past. Um, so I think it's all about the story and the narrative that we tell ourselves in our mind. And if it is all negative, then that is the result you're going to get. If it is positive, then more positive things will come from it and more opportunities will be open to you. Well, I feel refreshed already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, I love um, the visual of, you know, a blank canvas. I love the visual of framing mm-hmm. your life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the blank canvas, you start painting, you start recreating, um, mm-hmm. you know, in your life and, right. and you, you put it in a frame and you create a new picture. Mm-hmm. Not every picture on the wall is the same, right? You you don't, I right. mean, they're all different. So, um 
I, I think, you know, for people right now, just starting that process um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, t- having the mindset to say, okay, I am going to take control of my life. And I can imagine, I mean, right. depression is a big thing and it's going to be very interesting. And I don't know what kind of, you know, resources you have and, and what you're studying right mm-hmm. now, Jen, and, and, and tracking. But mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, just like the economy, the repercussions six months from now on a health yeah. perspective, mental health, health, oh, yeah. even physical health, because we all know stress, um, you almost don't feel stress in the moment. You feel it like when you relax, you know, then whatever, yeah. two weeks, a month later, you wonder why something is hurting or aching or not right. And that's really right. a result of the stress that happened, you know, for the last six months or something like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, no, I definitely think six months down the road or when I, the mental health field will be bombarded with severe depression and anxiety. And it's, and it's just the nature of the beast right now because it's so uncertain. Um, but there are ways, you know, unless you, unless you are diagnosed with clinical depression, if you're just feeling sad or upset about situations, you can definitely do things you know, mentally to change that. And that's a big part of what my coaching does is helping you switch that mindset. Just like I said, um, and everybody can do it. This is nothing that is special to anybody. Uh, anybody can learn how to pay attention to what they're thinking and how to switch the, you know, turn the, the switch a different way, like flip the switch and change the narrative that's going on in your brain. And um, it really does change the direction of your life. Have you been doing a lot of um, Zoom calls with your clients, Jen? Or take, <laughs> Absolutely, you know. yeah. No, Zoom is the way to go. <laughs> yes, I do. I do a lot of Zoom calls with my clients, and um, it's fabulous, just that connection with another, another person. I do have a couple of clients that are, you know, by themselves. They're not with family, and having that connection with somebody is so important to them, not just somebody to, to – that will listen to them and kind of guide them and help them reframe, but for um, just to have somebody to talk to. And I think that's something that's important as well. I think, um, go ahead, Joe. Well, this, this is such an important topic. I mean, the, you talk about framing a new narrative I know mm-hmm. so many people around the country feel out of control. They feel that they they have lost freedoms, as as you were talking about, Kelly. And those those I feel that that it's a, it's to understand and reframe the concept of of freedoms such as the freedom to assemble, because as municipalities and as as cities and states and regions open up the ability to assemble, there will be consequences, but in a measured way, you know, some people will get sick, some people will, will be, you know, happy to be, to be able to assemble. Um, it's, it's, um, we all have to learn that it's not just a black and white red state versus blue state issue. It's, it's really just, learning to be in the moment and listening to the science. And I hope that changes our dialogue. I hope that changes our, our views of these things. Um, Jen, I have a question for you on, on a corporate sure. level. Um, I know you deal sure. with, you know, um, different businesses and corporate and before all this, we're doing, you know, doing training and mindfulness training and what have you. And um, right. what are you, pl- how are you planning for, you know, in your profession for the reopening um, of businesses? You know, like um, how, you know, what kind of program or, you know, what's the first step other than just obviously um, safety, health, hygiene, and that type of thing? Um, you know, the mental and morale perspective on a, you know, a mid or larger size business, what, you know, what's going to be your first, you know, steps or advice with your clients that are, um, have, let's just say, more than 50 employees coming back in? Uh, that's a great question. I think um, 
when the world reopens, that businesses are going to be swamped, and I think it's going to be overwhelming for them in a good way, going the opposite way. That everybody will start coming, business will will kick in, you know, at a lightning speed. So I would definitely throw in the how are we going to manage, you know, what is an appropriate way to manage in your company, not letting people get overwhelmed by everything coming so fast and furious. I think that would be my first step, um, along with the other precautions, because it, it would still be, because it is going to be weird. I mean, are people going to have to wear a mask at work? Like, that's the question. And it, are we going to be buying the, the, the fancy mask that the chambers have? Or, you know, uh, is everybody going to be <laughs> doing that? And I think there, you know, I, that would be my first part is to um, have something in place to help manage the stress and overwhelm of, of business being amazing again. Um, and then I would also implement mental health, uh, well, health and wellness programs within the company. So if somebody wants to talk to somebody for 30 minutes, then they have the opportunity to talk to somebody for 30 minutes because I do think it will be a readjustment. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're talking economic recovery. Um, and I think I mentioned last week we uh, at the Chamber have started an economic recovery team um, comprised of more than just um, the Chamber and other, you know, stakeholders and city officials and everything um, trying to talk now and uh, think of all the different pieces that go into economic recovery because it's not just um, opening the business. It's not just money. It's not just getting people circulating again. Um, you know, I keep talking about um, preparation, and uh, I think you you bring up a really good point. Is you know, if you're a small business owner, um, you know, having that team meeting with your your group, your restaurant workers, your retail store employees, whatever, you know, almost on a probably a daily basis until you all, and, and this could actually be true for larger businesses too, but until you you know, get the flow and get the navigation of what will be that that new process because that will be a change. And I can see where a lot of employees will want to go back to the way it was before, you know, um, and they're not going to be able to. And um, they're going to have to wear that mask. That's going to be probably be the simplest thing we have to do, um, <laughs> right? I know. It's, you know, I mean, I know. Ha- like a retail store, there's a lot of conversation. You know, are people going to be allowed to try on clothes? Yeah. Because when you pull clothes yeah. over your head, what happens? They go over your your nose, your lips, your mouth, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. so, like, and I, I know in, in my job right now, I deal with, you know, angry people. I deal with happy people. I, I, I deal with distraught <laughs> people, you know. And right. every day I'm right. like, oh, they, oh, my gosh, here comes the, you know, <laughs> and what do I do now? And, um, uh, you know, sometimes I fall right into the groove because I've, I've already counseled somebody on, you know, what steps to take on the, the, the loan program or whatever, but um, it's not easy when, you know, um, when somebody goes, well, I don't like that. That's not the way I want to do it. And it goes back to having those freedoms taken away from us. And I can imagine, like, I went into Vons um, over the weekend, the big Vons, and they have all the one-way arrows. And yeah. uh, yes. I, and <laughs> you I can actually, only go through one way. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, I've, I've sat on calls with the Department of Health and stuff, um, hearing that was going to maybe be kind of, you know, um, an option or, or a procedure that's recommended. Well, I didn't know it had been implemented, and I, <laughs> I walked in. I hadn't been into this, you know, store in several weeks, and mm-hmm. I was looking for some particular. And it was so funny because I walk in and, and I turned left to grab a basket because, you know, we've all been immediately trained that all the sanitized and clean shopping carts and baskets are now inside the store, not outside the store. Right. Right. You know, so when I first walk in, I turn left because it's kind of crowded with stuff at the beginning of the store to grab a basket. And I get, uh, honestly, I kind of got like yelled at, like barked at, like, go that way. And I was just like, whoa, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, yeah. it was very, yeah. actually very alarming. And I was like, what? And yeah. so then I see this yeah. arrow on the ground. And I'm like, okay, like a laboratory rat, go that way, you know. But then I took <laughs> two steps and I'm like, wait a minute. And I go, all I want is a basket. And I turned around going, can I take a basket, you know. And yeah. he was like, yes, yeah. but then go that way. And I was like, it was so 
confining and it was so and I, yeah. and I wanted I just want to obey right so I'm like okay you know and I get my basket going geez you know and then I see these arrows and um wow is it uncomfortable from I mean from the human standpoint right. Jen it's it's yeah. uncomfortable to have to do Absolutely. all these things it is, and I think you brought up a good point. The, or we, nobody knows what the new normal will be when everybody when it reopens. Uh, like you were saying, uh, are, are people going to be able to try on clothes? So I think it is hard to plan when you're a business and a company exactly all the steps you're going to do when you there's no certainty in in anything really. So that's another stepping stone is right. figure. I think your companies are going to have to think on their feet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and I guess, you know, then we go, okay, well, let's be thankful for our feed. Let's be thankful that we're yeah, standing exactly. on our feet. <laughs> right? You know, exactly. you're, we're going to have to yes. find those small wins yes. and those small things. Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. There's going to be a need for people like you yes. now more than ever, Jen. <clears throat> Yes. Well, I'm here. <laughs> I am here and ready, and ready to help anybody because it's all about finding the bright points. It's all about managing your thoughts. It's all about looking for support when you need it and creating um, things in your life that have meaning. And you can still do that in this new world. You really can. Uh, it may be a little bit harder. It may be a bit difficult, but we can all do it. Right. I think I might right. want to create, and we, we, I want you to start thinking about this. It'd be, it'd be um, nice for the chamber to offer to chamber members like a weekly, or maybe even bi-weekly at first. You know, mm-hmm. um, bi-weekly early morning Zoom call that allows people to dial in and discuss, you know, the challenges that they're um, they're as business owners or, or managers, you know, right. leaders, um, you know, and help share. It would be interesting to, to do that once or twice a week when we first start navigating all this and allowing people, you know, the leaders to kind of um, share how how they're right. doing it. Because, um, right, I think, absolutely. I think we're all gonna we're we're all gonna need that. So. Um, right. I do too. And I do. Let me share. Let me share one thing with you, real quickly. That Coaching by Zen website. Um, we have coaches that run the gamut with what they do. Whether it's uh, financial, you know, learning finances, how to manage it, health, fitness, mental health, um, all sorts of coaches there. And during the COVID nineteen, they are offering coaching sessions for twenty five dollars a session which is basically 80% off of the normal coaching fee. So if anybody's interested in coaching sessions or wants to find out what it's all about, um, it's a good way to, to try it out um, without a lot of expense and to see if it's something that can benefit. Cool. Okay. And, Where can, and they find can you give them? that uh, address again, Jen? Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. It's coaching, coaching by, by Zen. Zen. Yeah, Z-E-N dot okay. com. Okay. And okay. I am listed on there as well as one of the coaching, as one of the coaches. Um, but they have lots of different, there's a lot of characters on there, and um, there would be one for everybody. And um, you can find your perfect match for sure. Oh. Interesting. Um, that just raises another point that has come up. Uh, and I, I, I was going to say, are you? But then you have been. So, you know, are you able to, I guess, a group coaching session with, like, businesses right. and a bunch of business owners sharing mm-hmm. is one thing. But individual coaching or counseling, um, mm-hmm. you're, in these times, how has your workspace changed in as far as legality of, you know, what you can do over a Zoom or over a phone call? With a client, um, sure. No, to be honest, it hasn't changed that much at all because my ninety percent of my business was already virtual, mm-hmm. um, and it's just—I mean, so mine really hasn't had to. I haven't had to adapt to that at all. Um, and with coaching, you know, everybody is all confidential, and we sign agreements. So the client, anybody I work with, knows that anything they said is, um, you know, stays with me, and that's it. So really. And it hasn't affected mine. Thank goodness. I was already prepared. <laughs> so. 
uh, unlike Zoom calls when you get, you know, 20 people on a Zoom call, whatever, and yes, everything's yes. shared, people can yes. record it, and I, I've had to say yes. on a couple different ones, like, you guys, this should be, like, kind of what happens on the call stays on the call. Like, you know, the first time right. somebody yeah. took the Brady Bunch photo of all the screenshots and put it on, you know, social media, I was like, are you joking? Like, that's not fair. People, are, yes. you know, are looking down, they're yes. drinking, you know, they're eating, a, you know, a whatever, a taco, they're, you know, looking yes. the other way, and I'm like, there should be a little bit of a privacy disclaimer on, on some of that, you right. know. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. I guess everybody on the call has to agree that it, it, it should be what, what's on the call stays on the call. I think that's a great idea. Maybe that's in the directions you, know, you send out. I know, right, Joe? Have yes. you, I, I definitely have experienced that where, um, you know, and then, then, of course, there's people who are hacking into these calls because the, the, the link maybe for the call is a little more public, and uh, that's a whole other well, issue. I you're going to have to have a password. A yeah. password for members only, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, I know. It's uh, and, and no screenshotting those darn pictures and putting them on social media. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> oh. it's yes. just not yeah. fair. You know the you know you know the the one that went viral, the poor lady that didn't think she was on video and went to the bathroom. <laughs> And I, and her, obviously the people love her because they put it on Facebook and it was, it it was there for everybody to see. We have a caller. I'm going to see who they are. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, Jen, that is, um, I know know, I felt sorry for her. I usually take the calls or the Zooms, whatever, from my laptop. I try to be you know, stationary. But um, yesterday morning mm-hmm. I had to be on one, and I had to start on my phone because I was kind of mobile and before I could get onto my laptop. And I made sure that video was blocked, you know, but then I was so, par- <laughs> yes. I was so paranoid that I still kind of exactly. faced my phone up towards the ceiling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably very smart to do. Yeah. Um, yes. So, and, and as far as um, I do group coaching as well on Zoom, but I always limit it. It's usually 10 people or mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. And um, we do the same rules. Like they get a contract. Everybody knows that it's private and confidential. But I guess with companies and businesses, they're not used to having to do that, which makes it. Well, I know. Makes, and I know. Ha- makes it. Yeah. I know some corporate systems. Um, computer systems don't allow their employees to act, to, you know, to go to dial on to Zooms or there's Microsoft Teams right. also. Um, they have to do it like from another a personal device. Um, you know, and that's just, right. there's a lot of financial institutions are that way anyways. So uh, just their filters and what right. have you. Um, but yeah. are Joe, yeah. Joe, are you back with our caller? I don't know who our caller. I don't, I don't think want, he is. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be disrespectful if someone's waiting to talk. Um, anyways, um, oh gosh, oh my gosh, all all these new rules that we, uh, new rules, new way of life. And have you seen any one particular question or theme, you know, dominating in um, with your your clients and stuff? Is there any one? I don't know what that would be, but is there something that keeps dominating your question in the inbox? Yes, for the group of clients that I have right now, it is, um, well, they're always financial stressors and worries, even if something hasn't happened to them yet, as far as being furloughed or a pay cut or, you know, being laid off, um, it's still, the fear is there because it's uncertainty about what's going to happen. So even if nothing has happened, there's still this general huge anxiety over what if something does, you know, and because it's, yeah. a, it's a real fear because you don't know. Um, and so that tends to be a theme running through 90% of my clients right now. Interesting. Well, it never yeah. hurts to have, mm-hmm. um, you know, fear is uh, trying to control the future, right? And fear of the unknown right. and uh, the control, yeah. which we don't have control over right now. And, you know, I read something yeah. very interesting years ago that the, the it's okay to cry and it's important to cry to let that out because it's really a form of stress release. Mm-hmm. And years yeah. ago, there's a study um, that uh, they, they, they did the actual chemistry of a tear and there's more stress home oh. hormones in the actual fluid that comes out of the eye when you're crying than when you, maybe yeah. your eye is just watering. And, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to cry. It's okay to let it out. And yeah. uh, it's so important. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's there amazing. 
Yes. Yes. You have to. You <laughs> so, have to let it out. Jen, you have to vent. Please, Go ahead. Yes. Please tell us how people yes. can get in touch with you and continue the conversation. Sure. Absolutely. Um, they can email me. My email is Jen J E N at EndicottCoaching.com. So just my last name, Coaching.com. I would love to hear from them. And they mm-hmm. can get to me by the coachingbyzen.com website. Or my own mm-hmm. website is coachgen.coachingbyzen.com. Um, so any of those ways would be perfect. And I would love to hear from people and um, help anyone that I can. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um we are we are in a period of time where uh you know few few people can say that they've been uh in these kinds of circumstances or at least previously now it's like everyone uh my children my youngest is 25 uh my oldest is uh 31 and they've never experienced anything like this and now we're in this together and uh and going through history together, and it's uh, it's uh, it's it's amazing. I know um, Kelly, you're you're having the same experience with your children. Oh yes, mm-hmm. um, all of them. The children, all of the adults, um, mm-hmm. none of us, you know, in this living generation have been through anything like this. I know it's funny right. you say that. My daughter said just last week she's 18. She says, you know what? I'm going to look back and tell my kids I went through that. <laughs> she said, because they're not right. going to believe it. Right. I said, that's true. That's kind of a, right. an interesting way to look at it. It is. It is. Well, Jen Endicott, thank you so much for joining us today. We did learn a lot, and I hope people will share this show with their neighbors and their friends and their coworkers and their employees. Um, we all need to get through this with a, with a different sense of control. We do have control, and uh, and uh, it, you know we're all going to get through this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jen. We control our thoughts. Oh, thank you, thank you for having me on. It's always an honor to be with you guys. Thank you, Joe. Um, we appreciate it. And this Friday, we've got uh, the Parks and Rec team on talking about healthy at home. So, another good show yeah. on the horizon. Excellent, right, excellent. Join us all uh, on Thursdays and Fridays as well as Tuesdays. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right.